following program is pre-recorded. Hi, from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help, and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker, June Hunt. Well, June, you've been uh, watching this conflict for a while now, for a couple of weeks, and you wanted to make Mm -hmm. a comment on the situation in Israel. I do. And I I want to be clear as to... I'm, I'm going to boldly support Israel, and I'm taking a stand, and I want to tell you why. I'm I'm going to say why we should all support Israel. Um, Israel is called a nation state. It's about the size of New Jersey. It's very, very small. Now, Hamas, the insurgents, uh, the people involving uh, Hamas uh, is not a nation state. Hamas is a terrorist organization. I'm not being pejorative. That's not just my opinion. Hamas has been um, on the State Department, our American State Department's list of, quote, designated foreign terrorist organizations. And that's been since the 1990s because of their actions. They have taken innocent Israelis as hostages. They've lobbed thousands of rockets indiscriminately over the Israeli border, aiming at uh, large population centers. They've taken hostages. They've victimized women. They have murdered unarmed Israelis in cold blood. Sovereign states have, think about this, a sovereign state has the right and the duty to defend their people from this kind of unprovoked attack. And as such, Israel has every right to use force whatever force is required to repel these unjust attacks and to neutralize this threat to the safety of their people. Now, this is important. The attacks by Hamas come from their claim over Israel's land. Um, They claim a false, I'm going to say false history or a false theology. If you pick up the Bible, if you pick up and read any history book, look and see what is stated in terms of um, the land. Israel is not a usurper of the land that they have. They are the most well-documented group of native inhabitants to have ever occupied a piece of territory. God gave them the land they are now defending, dating all the way back to Abraham. If you read Genesis 15, chapter 15, verses 
18 through 21, you will see it. God gave them this land, and they should take every measure necessary to defend their people right now. And they should have support from the United States, both now and any time they are attacked by terrorists trying to take back what was never theirs in the first place. Now we're told in Psalm 122, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And that is, many people will quote this, many Jewish people will present this scripture, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, peace be within your walls and security within your towers. That's Psalm 122, verses 6 and 7. So I'm, my, my, my point is we should support Israel uh, fully as she attempts to defend herself while praying fervently that peace will come soon. Now, many will um, attack her. I'm talking about her, the state of, of Israel. And understand, God has promised that Israel will endure forever. So Israel is going to last. It will not be um, overtaken because God is faithful and he always tells the truth. Every promise made to Israel will be fulfilled. And this is why we should support Israel. It's because it's biblical for Israel to have this land. Again, I encourage you to write down this reference. Write down Genesis 15 verses 18 through 21 and you will see it with your own eyes. This is the land given by God to those who inhabit this land, the Israel, the, it'll be the Israelites, and you will see it. it, it it's a concern to me that um, there is language that is used that many times minimize it. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, 
in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. It means so much to us. If you'd like to get more information on any of the uh, topics on the program tonight, just call our customer support team. There are over 100 of what we call our Keys for Living. Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help to on a variety of topics, and you will want to know about uh, about that and uh, find out what uh, topics will relate to what you're talking about and what you're uh, struggling with maybe in your life. We will have uh, keys for living on the topic of Jewish fulfillment. You might find it interesting in the light of what is going on these days in Israel. It's called Jewish fulfillment, finding the peace God promises. Also, the uh, keys for living on Islam called A View Behind the Veil. And those and many other resources are available as you call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Again, they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'd love to hear from you. Also, check out our website if you want to find all of the materials that we have available. You'll find keys for living there, also books, Bible studies, even music CDs that June has produced over the years. It's all there at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Well, tonight we want to welcome back a caller who's been on several times, and we are delighted to have back this listener from Colorado listening to KGFT, The Word. We welcome back Michael. Well, Michael, you're a delight to talk to. And I've told you that once before, and I mean that sincerely. So how can we help you? June, thank you. That was a wonderful thing to say. Um, well, it's just you the know, truth. I, think, I also think you're um, delightful to, as a human being. So I, I very much appreciate what you just stated about Israel. Thank you for being honest. And and I know that that comes um, with you know a heavy heart and mm. and with mm. a lot of love. So thank you so much, June. Well, I'll just say one thing that I wish I had stated. I cannot comprehend any any person who can uh, um, literally behead babies and. My understanding is the filming of this, these um, atrocities, actually, uh, they were, my understanding is, 
than by Hamas. Um, uh, not um, not by the Israelis, and then they were put on uh, the media, and and uh, bec as more as a victory, and that is just um, incomprehensible to me. Uh, I, in this case, and I rarely use terms like this, but I, I just consider that barbaric, and you know, burning. Uh, burning children and dragging them in the streets. This just, uh, I don't understand this brutality. It's, uh, I, I would call it inhumane. And so um, I'm, I'm just adding this information um, because it's like they would they were taking victory laps and with great applause by many people and yet there were those who were filmed and they and I'm talking about those who were now being supportive of uh, not Israel uh, but Hamas and and uh, it, but it's like they didn't believe that that, that had taken place. But it was evident to just go to YouTube when they could have looked at this. So that's the additional part that I um, I just think, well, um, if I had been a reporter, I would have been, if I had been supportive of, um, I'm not a reporter, um, but I would have said to the reporters, if they were denying that this had taken place, then I think the best thing would have been for them to have been able to immediately pull up these, uh, the filming of these atrocities. So, now, <laughs> uh, you didn't ask for any of that, but since you I, seem no, to... No, I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it, June. Um, I just... My response would be, they're just demonic, and these people, and then these reporters have an agenda because they're all deceived by Satan, in my opinion, the ones that are working uh, on this for for this evil uh, and barbaric um, mm -hmm. side. They have an agenda, and it's it's. Because they hate God so much, they really, I think they're demonic as well. It's just, you, you, there's no, you, you can't understand it on a human level because it's inhumane. So don't even try. Yes. Because you can't. You just have to give it to God. And you know what? God will repay. Mm. Well, clearly... Um there is an ethical edge we're to all have. And, of course, I remember years ago, after becoming a Christian, I remember hearing a number of people who were saying it, it, it is that we, like, like that I, I am not uh, of the Jewish heritage, um, but as such... I am grafted in to the the vine, if you will. Um, Absolutely. In other words, 
I, and, and periodically, if I'm talking with a Jewish person, I will say in select situations that my God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it's because of where I literally, uh, though I'm, I mean, I am clearly a Gentile, but um, I look at the Bible and that's my heritage through Jesus who was Jewish, and how how I need to see that I my God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I say that to a Jewish person so they'll understand what my, my uh, roots are once I became uh, literally an authentic uh, believer in Messiah, the word Messiah, is the same word as Christ. Just Messiah is Hebrew. Christ is the same word, meaning the anointed one. That's just Greek. And so um, I am I'm just very grateful that the Lord allowed me to come into a relationship with him through Christ, my personal Lord and Savior. And um, I'm, I'm, I value all the wisdom of the Bible. I'm talking about the Old Testament, the uh, the laws that I read, uh, the the wisdom books in terms of proverbs, um, the wisdom that we can gain. Many people, I think you know this. I'm going to make, I, I, you may or may not know it, but many people, that's their pattern. They will read one chapter every day of the book of Proverbs because it's the wisdom that we can gain. Uh, and if you're, if today were the, uh, uh, the, the 17th of the month, then they'll read chapter 17 because there are 31 right. chapters in the book of, of Proverbs. And many people do that for years, one chapter every day, but it would be the day of the month. And whatever day that would be, whether it's the first of the month or the 31st of the month, because there are 31 chapters and you start over again. And it's just... if. If we want to be wise, and um, I have always loved reading Proverbs. So anyway, I, I just, I'm saying that it is important to me to understand our what our heritage is when we have come into a life-changing relationship with the Messiah of the Bible, all the Messianic prophecies that were fulfilled and Jesus himself, again, who is Jewish. So um, now, having said that, and I'm glad that <laughs> I have your support. I deeply appreciate that. How can I help you, my friend? And it's, it's, it is obvious, it's very apparent to me and, and millions of others that you truly love the Lord, June. Thank you. I, I just... Amazed that I get to be saved, and I'm grateful um, for His grace. His grace 
which means unmerited, undeserved, unearned. And that's the truth for you and me both. Amen. So, thank you. Where where do we want to go? Um, well, we uh, were talking last time about forgiveness, and you know um, that really helped me. And I've I've heard you know I've listened to your program uh, recently, and I see that you're using that same pattern that you used with me that you had used previous to me um, mm-hmm. as well, and it's that that illustration of of forgiving people that have we put on our hook and we've taken them off our hook and put them on the Lord's hook and yes. that um, clearly describes uh, a, the a forgiveness in in its raw form and um, so once we talked about forgiveness I realized uh, you know, most recently, that um, that, that I was still um, going through um, because I think you know once you once you have pain in your soul, well, for a moment we're going to have a temporary um, pause and. Uh, Michael did the same thing. That is true. Uh, I I took uh, the the people. In fact, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, he had a real difficulty with a mom who would slap him so hard he would have excruciating pain. Uh, he was beaten um, for things that were. When he was a child, um, father, um, but there, there, there was a need to forgive mom and his father, and siblings, and uh, certain family members, and ex-wife, um, and just the rejection of certain people that had caused him pain. And the truth is. We can be wounded. We can be hurt. Um, and when we forgive, we're taking that person off of our emotional hook. This is June Hunt from Hope for the Heart. One of the great blessings of my life has been both attending and leading conferences. There's nothing like getting together with God's people to be encouraged by God's Word. Let me invite you to join me in person or online at the Hope Together Conference, October 19th through the 21st in Allen, Texas. Hope Together is a new conference for those who feel called to care, coach, and counsel with God's Word. Hope Together is three days of biblical training, fellowship, and inspiring speakers. If you're involved in ministry at any level, whether a pastor, counselor, or you just feel called to help others, the Hope Together Conference has something for you. Learn more at hopetogether.com. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you? 
that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, should you like to call them and talk to them about what you might be dealing with, what may be a struggle that you're having in your life, and how our materials can apply to that. We'd like to help you get the right resources into your hands to help you through that situation. So give us a call, again, 800 800- 488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also, if you'd like to speak with June about a situation going on in your life and you'd like to do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, we certainly welcome your call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, you'll just leave a message for us. We can get back to you pretty quickly and uh, get uh, an idea of what kind of questions you have and uh, what you would like to talk with June about, and we'll uh, be able to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. We do have availability coming up in the next few days, so we'd like to make you a part of the program here. So let us do that. The number is 800-NIGHT-17, 800-644-4817. And again, look forward to speaking with you. Let's return to our conversation now with Michael. Okay, Michael, I know that we talked about the issue of forgiveness and uh, you were willing to take certain people off of your, what I call, emotional hook so that you're not hooked. They're not hooked to you for the rest of your life and you release them to um, by putting them onto God's hook because he says, it's mine to avenge, I will repay. So having done that, um, tell me where you are right now and what's happening uh, in your life in regard to the issue of forgiveness. Okay. Um, so that has, it's, it's a process with me. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's set me free of a lot of pain that I was going through. Um, and But in the process of that pain, I was experience, still experiencing uh, what, I, what I imagined as rejection. And what, I've, what I'm learning is that I've been taking offense uh, with, with that rejection from certain people. Um, whether imagined or real, 
But in either case, um, I can see that it's Satan trying to tr- trap me again um, in in that cycle. If you know, he can't make necessarily abuse me by my parents or anybody physically. So right. he's using a different method, and the method that he's using is um, either imagined or real rejection to, to try to get me to be offended with people and to get to get bitter and unforgiving again, and I'm not going to fall for it. Um, so I, that's basically the the area of that I would like your wisdom on would be um, how not to take offense from the, you know, the, the rejection of others. You know, one of the things that I think there's a mistake that, a mistaken view, is that you forgive and it's a one-time deal. Um, I think you might remember that it was Peter who said, "How many times should I, how many times should I forgive?" And he thought, you know, um, it was a big deal. He said seven times. Now let me tell you. In that culture, if it was, I think it was three or four, if that was it, then um, that would, that should be sufficient. But after that, you could literally, um, <laughs> it's like if somebody uh, was harsh toward you, was cruel to you, whatever, and it happened like the fourth time. It's like okay, <laughs> bang. You know, it's like you have a right to uh, attack, or it's it. It's like the assumption was, I believe it was three times that you still are to forgive. But after that, and so so Peter was really being impressive by saying seven times and then what was Jesus response no 70 times seven yeah now can't you imagine okay 70 times seven okay that's number 23 okay this is number 41 you get the point it's like it you just do it every time that it's needful the point, though, I would say is there are times when something was painful and that person can come back and do something again. And yes, you need to forgive again. You forgive again. And that what that means is you take that person off of your emotional hook and you put them onto God's hook. And it's a conscious decision. I, I just think many times people will hear forgiveness and they think of it's a one-time act. And there are times right. when, no, that person can be offensive, can be cruel, um, 
Today I was telling our the head of our ministry, um, Curtis Hale, uh, we were talking about a particular person who I don't know why, but I, I, I knew he would be belittling me. Not, not anybody in our ministry. I'm talking about someone, though, that I was associated with um, in a different capacity. And, um, but I would hear what he would say about me. And uh, I caught him in a lie and all these various things. And I just kind of, and, and I just thought, I, I, and I said to Curtis, I said, I just don't know what, why he continued to belittle me. And, and but you know, I, I was thinking, well, he, there were some good things he was doing and I didn't really confront. I did one time, and that's when I caught him in a lie. He said, oh, I didn't say that. And then I, I had an email that proved it. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I was questioning that maybe I should have really been more confrontational. Um, and there were some reasons I didn't confront. But my tendency has been where years ago I... I I had no uh, ability to confront in my upbringing, and my dad did many things that were cruel, and I did not confront except one time, and I was beaten for it. So, so I think it shut me down. And you know, I was I was just really questioning: should I have? Uh, sh I I just wonder if I really should have been more confrontational, and so I don't know. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is sometimes we will have someone who will do cruel things and will, again, and, and, and it'll be something else. And here now is something else. And no matter what, I just feel... Um, I, I, by the way, confrontation is biblical. Uh, in Matthew eighteen fifteen, we are to... If somebody sins against you, you go and show him his fault just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you've won your brother over. That's the, the language. If he doesn't listen, you take someone with you, you know, two or three with you, um, and confront. And then, so, so in other words, there's a model there. So it's not that we don't confront, but I'm just saying, I think there will be people who periodically, all of us, will have someone, I'm, I'm assuming it that we all have this, or I could say at least most people will have somebody who, for some reason, will have it in for us. But we mustn't let that person control us. See, we have a choice. And I know that you want to do what's right in God's sight, because we've talked a number of times, and your heart is in the right place. And you can't change how you were treated years ago. Um, 
by your mom, by your dad. Uh, you you can't make anything different than what it was. But you can make a choice of saying, in spite of what was done to me or against me, Lord, thank you that I don't have to be controlled by the pain of the past. And that's, that, that is your role. And, you know, you're a coach. I mean, that's your profession. You're a coach. Right. And I just think you will have a type of ministry in the lives of, and I'm talking about you, you will be influential in the lives of those athletes that um, they're going to look up to you. Coaches have a very significant opportunity. Uh, it's one of the most respected uh, professions that I'm aware of. And I think it's great that you're a coach. I hope, I would love to think of you coaching people every once in a while when God puts that person in your life that uh, if they begin to share anything personally, uh, that you can help them be forgiving and explain a way to do that so they're not controlled by the pain of the past. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I I think that that's, you're right on, you're like, that's bullseye. Um, and that's one thing that maybe in, in my past, because of all the pain, I, I hadn't fully resolved it. But the, the way you've helped me, June, um, I'm getting so much closer to where I am going to be useful for, uh, for God's glory. Hmm. See, that's, that's the advantage of going through trials. Meaning, when we read all things work together for good, it's not all things are good. He will right. work things together. So with the pain that we experience, it can be giving us empathy with others. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? 
Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. And uh, we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. One way we do that is through our resources. Our customer support team will be happy to help you to uh, gather the right resources for you, maybe something that you're dealing with in your life. And then as you are helped, you can pass that information along to someone else who may be struggling with the same uh, struggle or some other uh, difficulty in life. We'll be able to uh, recommend some resources for you for that as well. So let us know. Uh, Just talk to customer support and they'll get the right information to you. The keys for living on forgiveness are called releasing you is freeing me. And uh, that is one way that you can uh, use that. And then again, pass that along to someone else who might need that very information. So we also have uh, our keys for living on um, coaching, and that is actually called mentoring, coaching, and discipling, as June was just encouraging that uh, in uh, in our caller. So we have mentoring, coaching, and discipling called Passing the Torch, and those resources are available as you call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to email our customer support team, you can do that at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Ask your questions there. Let's return to our conversation now with Michael. Hey, my friend, I have a question. Are you, sure. I have always uh, known that confrontation was hard for me. Um because I never saw it uh, modeled uh, in terms of healthy confrontation growing up uh, by my dad. Everything was a dictatorship, and it just... So I, I, I remember um, when I first did this Counseling Through the Bible course, I had 90, 96 topics. Confrontation was not one of the 96 topics because I just thought, I don't know how to do that. I can't. So I taught for three years definitions, characteristics, causes, solutions on what on uh, 96 topics. And uh, it was a great course, but I did not do, and I kept being asked, <clears throat> what about the topic of confrontation? And I thought, I don't think I know how to do it. And so uh, now we have what I'll call keys. These are Biblical counseling keys, keys for living on the topic of confrontation. My question is, do you feel that that is a topic 
that you need for you? Oh, absolutely, because what happens, probably similar to what may be happening to you or what's happened to you, uh, is that you get, like, anxiety, or at least I do, um, you, I, I typically will start to get anxious um, thoughts start swimming in my head and you know instead of because you're you need to be one would need to be calm in my opinion to, to confront correctly and uh, well rested and do it in love and um, yeah you, you need to be able one needs to be able to confront lovingly and not not have the expectation when when one confronts of the other person's repentance or sorrow or anything like that because um, you know confronting is in my opinion is more like just presenting the facts in a loving way and allowing God to move and not me. Okay. I'm going to give but you my subtitle. Yes, I think that would yeah. be val- invaluable. The, the subtitle, we have confrontation. It's challenging others to change. And what we present, and I remember doing the study on this, there's not just one way to confront. We present the five different methods of confrontation used in the Bible. You see, many people are fairly opinionated about how God confronts uh, we mortal human beings in the Bible. And God's love is generally not what comes first to mind. Now, you just mentioned, uh, you mentioned the word love. And that's great, but I don't think most people think of that. Uh, Typically, people picture God sitting behind an enormous judge's bench, pounding a a huge celestial gavel with uh, eyes blazing and perhaps even a bony finger pointing at some puny, helpless human being while meeting out. Uh, severe judgment upon some poor soul. Now, this is not the accurate portrait of the true character of God. Uh, but our our loving God created um, uh, the human race with immense diversity. And he uses diverse methods to confront, to help people change to be the best they can be. And what that means is these diverse methods would be all the way questions uh, asked of Adam and Eve in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis. Uh, Like, where are you? Well, God knew where they were, but he, he used questions. Uh, if you look at the book of Job, an immense number of questions where God was confronting Job over and over. And um, 
that's one method of confrontation. Now, um, I, I remember I counted the the number and was so surprised in in the Book of Job, um, like. Um, in fact, Job 31, 14 says, What will I do when God confronts me? What will I answer when called to account? That's Job 31, 14. And the purpose of wise questioning is to cause people to think seriously about their attitudes and actions. And this method of confrontation is less about asking the question to to evoke answers, but it's more about challenging, it's issuing challenges to induce changes. So wise questions and and Jesus used them. So so it's amazing if you just start observing the use of questions. And that that's one. A second method um is confronting with a parable. And this is where Jesus, uh, it, the, in Matthew 13, it says, Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. Again, that's Matthew 13, 34. A parable is a short, fictitious uh, illustration it's a. It's, it's sometimes you hear it, a parable with uh, uh, is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, focusing on one uh, moral truth or, or spiritual truth. And so we see this. It, obviously, Jesus used that immensely um, successfully. The third is confronting with a true-to-life story. Uh, it is considered indirect. Um, now, the one that I think of the most is um, where the Lord sends Nathan, the prophet, to confront David through a skillfully told story about two men. There's this rich man, and the other is a poor man. The rich man has many flocks of sheep, but the poor man has only one beloved pet lamb. And when preparing a meal for a traveler, the rich man refuses to pick a, a, a sheep from his own large flock and instead takes the poor man's little lamb, his pet lamb, and the only lamb he had to serve his guest. And after Nathan tells the story, um, David, King David, passes the most severe judgment on the rich man. And in Second Samuel, verse 12, I'm sorry, Second Samuel, chapter 12, verse 5, David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, as surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. Well, what happened next? I'm asking you. 
judging himself. Yeah. He, and, Nathan and says, you are the man. You are the man. In other words, he was really telling that story because of how he had taken Bathsheba. And that Bathsheba was a married woman. And, you know, he he had multiple wives. And yet, uh, anyway, it it uh, it was powerful, just powerful, and it humbled David. There's no question. Now there are two other methods that you see, and that is uh, confronting with. It's called an admonition. Now that's a direct confrontation. It's a gentle confrontation of warning or counsel given for the purpose of correction. Um, and then number five is a rebuke, and that is also direct, but it can be a stern, strict reprimand um, or a, a convincing, convicting, um, could be a reproof in order to correct a fault. So you've got five different methods and so I'll, what I'll do is I'm going to send this to you because you said, yeah, you know, you, you were kind of like me where it just was not the easiest way uh, for me because I just didn't see it in, done in a healthy way. <clears throat> I just, all I saw was my dad just getting quite upset and I don't know, it, it just was not a healthy way. But also we have four different styles of confrontation that deals with a, a passive, aggressive, passive-aggressive, different ways. Uh, or assertive is the way we want to concert, to confront people. But um, we have, it, it, it's this, you, you will actually, I think, enjoy these, what we call keys, keys for living, because you're going to learn a lot about confrontation and um, who knows, maybe I'll need to call you and say, okay, how shall I do this? <laughs> coach, help me coach. Uh, coach me in how to do this. But, you know, very honestly, you will need to do this. You'll need to, to have this skill as a coach to help others. And um, later on, you can call me and let me know how, how you think God is leading you in this but when you do that I think that's going to help you not take up the offense we'll send our keys for living called confrontation challenging others to change we'll send that out to tonight's caller we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash give hope and we thank you you may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.